So, Lewis, you know how to talk on a microphone and not get really far away from it. Are you still close to it? Yeah, listen. Yep. No, I don't really want to put my mouth on it. No, I, I know not to put the mouth on it. I told you, like, all this is coming back from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> Except I have somebody else to talk with. Yeah. Yeah. Other, other than me, I was I was there 20 years, a couple times. A couple times. Yeah, is this recording? All right, so is we it, start then? Is this yeah. recording? Yeah, technically. Of course. <laughs> well, you guys want to get like, started? Whatever. Yeah, this is real interesting. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah, ready. Yeah, like, whatever you guys want, I'll just jump in. You guys do yeah. you, and I'll yep. just... That's what I was going to tell yeah, you to do. I don't do. need to talk at all. I can you just do you. Yeah. Feel free to jump in whenever. Yeah, so you. today's show is about location, location, location. You hear it in real estate all the time. But what does it say about your business? Where it is says something about your business. How important is it? That's what we're talking about today here on the Marketing Tools Podcast. And we brought in a commercial real estate expert for the show, Louis Ciotti. Did I say that right? You did, except for the expert part. Or, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or I would prefer to call him Louise Ciotto. From back in the day. Dude, That's do an you old remember? School. It's an old school nickname <laughs> that, that you've given me. Mister, did you have Mr. DeSantis? I wasn't smart. For, I wasn't smart enough to be your, Mr. DeSantis. Your brother smart. sat behind me, and DeSantis said, "No, your name's not Ciotti. It's Chiado. Chiado. And he called him Chiado the whole year. <laughs> you like that, Mike? So, that's hilarious, guys. <laughs> so let's keep going down that path. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Lewis no, for a long time, and, and yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time. So good. It's good. I'm having fun. And so we're here in the Lady Jane's Wicked Awesome Studio. Uh, but even if you weren't a marketing major in college. But for some reason, you signed up for Marketing 101, which a lot of people did. I don't know why. But <laughs> everyone that took that class, they probably remember the thing that they dr drill into your brain are the four P's of marketing, and they are place, price, product, and, and promotion. <laughs> That's Jim's fifth. <laughs> um, so, so they smack you right in the face with location right away, marketing your place. So let's start with uh, the definition of geographical. Okay. Uh, so we're on the same page with, uh, we're going to our go-to urban dictionary. This one doesn't make a lot of sense. So Jim, you might have to read the, the real definition. Okay, I'll get it ready. Geographical relocating in the hopes of solving or avoiding a life problem, running away from something very commonly employed by active al alcoholics who <laughs> falsely believe that moving will solve their drinking problem. So here it is in a sentence. <laughs> Does that hit home for you? Lewis, does that make sense? I heard drinking. <laughs> I, I, figured, I figured we'd get something on the rocks right now. <laughs> Man, I can't stand my pathetic life. I'm going to move to Chicago. Dude, are you sure you're just not going geographical? Will moving really solve your problem, or will you just recreate your pathetic life in a new city? Do I have to edit out this uh, Urban Dictionary? I'm just kidding. I, I don't I know. Won't. It doesn't I won't make, <laughs> it makes, it makes it's no sense. It's what Urban Dictionary says it means. I don't know. Going geographical. Or it really means based on or derived from the physical features of an area. Mm -hmm. So if your business is struggling in one location, will moving it make it work? Or will you just have the same problem in a new location? So I guess the Urban Dictionary is a little legit. <laughs> a, little, a little closer. What if you're an online business? You know, does uh, your location say anything about you? You probably don't think so. But if I ask you guys about a wine distributor and said it was located in France or Spain or Napa, it would probably sound a lot more exotic than saying it's in New Jersey, right? The appeal of it. Right. right? The appeal Definitely. of where it is. Yeah. But uh, Gary V, who we really want to start an online fight with somehow so we can get some <laughs> attention from all his people. You know who that is? 
That isn't he the go-to guy for uh, webinars yeah. and yeah, pretty and, much and I'd videos. Say so. Yeah, positive. Yeah. Uh, and he thinking also sells too. wine too. But right? yeah, he has <laughs> yes. the, probably the most successful wine distributorship in the world. What and it's he out of does? New yeah, that's how he got that. started. Wine Library. You didn't know that? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I knew he was into wine, but I didn't know it was one of the most. For as I much, thought he for just as much got, of it as you drink, you don't know. Who's <laughs> no, I don't drink wine. I drink a little bit of wine. <laughs> so, but there's there's something that jumps into people's brain about price and quality when they hear a location. So I just want to throw out um, a couple, since we're at Lady Jane's, I'm going to start with hair care products. Okay. And if I say hair care products from France, you think? Expensive. I think the best of the end. best. Yeah. yeah. And if I say hair care products made in Solon, Ohio? Average. Yeah. Maybe. Or just maybe. I, I don't yeah. think anything, what, what really. Is it? What is it? You know, what where is, is it? Right. Where is it? How much? Right. Yeah. Am I getting so, a deal? Yeah. So L'Oreal uses in their marketing actively that they're from Paris. You know, it'll always say L'Oreal Paris, France. Yeah. Matrix Essentials. I'm trying to think of the other brands that are made in Solon, Ohio, but Matrix is the overall brand and they have stuff. They never say doesn't have big soul in Ohio on it. They're not using their location to, to market themselves. Are they an upscale brand? Yeah, they are. They're only they're salon only. Okay. But that's even most companies domestic, right? I mean, it's the mm-hmm. same thing when you say I'm, my company's based out of New York, Chicago, L.A., yeah. Miami. It has a different appeal to it than saying it's from Ohio right. or from... Like yeah. if you're a wine company and you Correct. say you're from Napa. Yeah, right. right sounds away, great. Right away, there's credibility. But if I say I'm a wine company from Cleveland, it's... <laughs> Doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't, doesn't have the resonate. same ring, right? But there's a there's a there's a ring to a wine from Argentina, a wine from France, a wine Spain. from Spain, yeah, Italy, and Italy, Napa is is America's version, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's what you think of the best spot in America. So what about when you hear made in China? It's a good one. I know. I, know, I think cheap. I think possibly uh, right. tainted. My mother won't buy toys for my kids if they're made in China. Really. She feels hmm. like they're made cheaply. I feel like there it's could be mainstream. Something. I mean, I feel like most things that I yeah. see or buy, it's so so I think it's just second nature to see that and go made in China. It's made efficiently and expensively, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Don't think much of it. Right. So I, I want to give the example. I see you're wearing a Shinola watch. Do you have a Shinola? No. I have a Shinola. I'm not wearing it right now, but I usually do. Um, my favorite watch. But do you guys know the story of why Shinola ended up in Detroit? I do not. And no. why it's here. Enlighten us. So uh, Shinola it, it won 2016 Adweek's coolest brand in America. So it was a defunct shoe polish company out of New York huh. that uh, a Texas businessman named Tom, say that last name, Cartosis? Cartosis? Cartosis. Cartso- I don't know. So, so anyways, it looks, he's, uh, he's a tech, Greece. Texas businessman that owns, he owns <laughs> a bunch of things and a bunch of brands, including Fossil Watches. He bought the Shinola brand that was defunct, and they they had so it was only a shoe polish company. It was a shoe that polish, point. correct? That's okay. where the shit from Shinola comes from because it was a black shoe polish. <laughs> yep. you can't tell one shit from the other. From Shinola, right? So so it was a well known. That was like during World War One. It was a real old brand. They had done a market survey that surveyed consumers on how much they would pay for a pen if it was made from China, if it was made in the United States, the same pen, or if it said made in Detroit. And so for the same pen, they would pay $5 from Made in China. Yeah. They would pay 10 if the same pen was stamped Made in USA. How much? For the exact 25. same pen stamped Made in Detroit, they would pay 15 15 Okay. Yeah. So this wow. guy owns fossil watches, and he decides he's going to take all his fossil tooling and, and move it to Detroit because he can charge three times more for a, yeah. the same watch Made in Detroit. And the brand has just blown up. 
it's thought of as you know quality it's not over the top expensive but it's and now they've expanded their their product base besides just the watches right I mean, yeah. so so they've done a great job with <laughs> exactly. yeah incredible so the, the the importance of that location and having made in detroit in the name is really what if it was the exact same watch and it was stamped made in china it wouldn't be as desirable to people and more so expensive the, they went from from nothing and basically him owning fossil which is considered a i don't know it's a department store watch right um yeah. that sells for like 100 bucks now he's selling kind of the same thing with a little different look made in detroit for more than for 500 yeah so five times what he gets for a fossil it's it's really brilliant right and us <laughs> yeah. Detroiters, we, we really back though our homegrown products, right? When yeah, we made for in sure. Detroit, right? I mean, you know, built in the D, we really back the products that, you know, formulated here and built here. We call it home base. Yeah. I mean, so so we do a really good job, I think, by exposing our brands to the national public by saying, you know, built in Detroit, we, we love yeah. the old English D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everywhere. And it is commonplace, I think, throughout the country that people do know what the D is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's cool that, that it, the, the brand went from nothing to Adweek uh, 2016 <laughs> coolest brand in the country, you know, Shinola. So. For a fossil and, watch, basically. In essence, <laughs> I mean, it's the same yeah, company. You, you, can, you can spruce it up and say, call it a facil, and then people, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, what we used to do, call it a facil. <laughs> and, and then you're like, what are you wearing? And you go, I'm wearing a facil. And they're like, whoa, what is that? You it know, is just, just by doing that, it, it can brand it, you know. Double the value. Facil. Never used that one before? <laughs> no, I never have. Oh, use it all the time. <laughs> so, Lewis, I'm sure there's a lot of rules you follow when you're, you're helping. You help businesses find locations, Correct. right? So, there's a lot of things that you evaluate when it comes to a location. Have you ever found a spot for somebody that you thought was like an A-plus location, but it turned out to be subpar? You, you, that's a great question because we deal with it every day and especially if it's the first go round with a certain business or company those are always the tricky ones right when we call it the rollout phase right every time we have a rollout phase it's new to the market or new to a particular market Mm -hmm. and they think they know what they want and you take that criteria and you go with it right and then you put your own spin on it Mm -hmm. and you're the expert too because i'm supposed to be the expert so they can give me their parameters and i can break it down and say okay i see that but I also suggest this, or you ask some formulating questions to help expand what the search may or may not be. And, and it happens a lot because yeah. demographics play a huge part of it. You know, you know, to get to get complicated population density, the amount of people in a certain mile radius right. plays a factor. Right. Income levels play a factor. So you take that criteria that the company thinks they have, and then you try to, you know, paper mache it and mold it and go, yeah. okay, let's go here. And sometimes it works, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't. The problem because sometimes it works in a you know it may work in columbus ohio but it doesn't work in detroit michigan right right so so then we have to figure out the difference between the two you know because you could say they're similar marketplaces yeah so if you're if you're working somebody w- with somebody like a cheesecake factory right who's they they definitely have a certain level of area brand they want to be yeah. in and their brand right um is that easier or harder for you to help them a cheesecake factory in our sense would be easier because they're going to shadow a mall and yep. a, 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 you know they're going to have the money of oaks of the world <laughs> right but they, they don't want afford it. that rent mm-hmm. right the hard part becomes finding the space within that mall because usually those are tighter markets right to basically piece together a location that they like yeah. you know so so that criteria would be easier in knowing where they want to go mm-hmm. it's then trying to find 
you know, the space to put them in because there may not be that hole or vacancy in that higher end market that mm -hmm. unless unless you start kicking tenants out, to, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. to, 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 right. to make space for. Yeah. So is there one big like pitfall or something that you should avoid when looking for a retail space that you see people, a mistake you see people make all the time? You know, the whole managing expectations, I think, is the biggest one when they when they look at something. They think because they're next to somebody, they're going to succeed, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times, brands do stand on their own, and certain brands do filter off of others. So the biggest thing is making sure you're finding the right brand to either piggyback off of them mm -hmm. or making sure they have a good business plan enough that if those people aren't there, you are still going to succeed. Right, and even, that's the biggest balance that I find with any retailers that we talk with. Like a hotel next to a strip club is a great idea, right? They could benefit <laughs> off of each for other. Uh, for hourly rates. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Don't, Actually, don't do, a high, one, end. Don't do a high end hotel. That's downriver. Is it really? what, what's the name of that hotel? <laughs> no idea. doesn't <laughs> matter, but I know where don't, it's at. I could go there if I needed to. It's called, it's, 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 it's an account lodge if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> So I guess, was, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was going to, I'm going to edit this out, but do you remember hearing a story about five years ago, about five years ago, some guy got tortured in a hotel, like tied down, completely tortured. It was at no. that hotel. No. Yeah. Why are you going to edit that out? I don't know. Cause does anyone care? No. I'll leave it in fine. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. No, I, don't, I don't remember that. No, maybe oh, no I, remember. I, I remember. I might have lived in that area. I didn't read, I didn't read the Downriver News. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Downriver rat for a, a couple of years. You were. I remember yeah. when you were living down there. Ugh, hated it. But so, no, you wouldn't do a hotel or you would do a hotel next to a strip club to answer your question. <laughs> okay, good. Thank Dep you. It just depends what flag of a hotel you're going you're to put there. Yeah. So, so I'm I guess, putting a four season. <laughs> our, uh, there's one thing that... I was just thinking of when we were talking about a, a good location. People think it's good, but it ends up bad. There's a sandwich shop in downtown Ferndale. And I, I met with the guy right when they opened it, and he said, this is my dream location. That's you know exactly what, I'm what about. I was going to say. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say that anyways. There's that no parking be... there. There's, and if, uh, f I don't know it's why too that's much his dream space location. For... It's too big. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, you, like, you know how subways are small. Like, there's sometimes in gas stations, and that works. Yeah. This this guy's basically a subway, but it's, it's way Higher better. End, it's Higher better. end. But, but it, go, it goes back to the point you started with Shinola Subway, uh, uh, independent sandwich guy, right? You mm -hmm. may be prone to go to the subway just because you know what you're going to get yeah. from a subway, even though this guy's sam sandwiches may be They're more great. fresh, quality's better. Yeah. But, but you don't know the name, so you drive by it, and, oh, just let me wait to go get the subway or the Jimmy John's because we're prone as consumers mm -hmm. to go right towards that you know, national content. And there's a subway you can go in that's four and a or Jimmy five John's, blocks. Or a Jimmy John's. And the Jimmy John's has a parking lot. Exactly. And you can and park there and it's, you go. So this guy's relying on just the foot traffic. I have, there, been, there was a time I was going to go eat there and mm -hmm. couldn't find parking. And I said, huh, I'll go somewhere else. That's probably the biggest mistake I think we make as, as brokers sometimes when it comes to restaurant uses. It's a great point mm -hmm. to make because... A lot of restaurant users, especially if they're independent or call it one to five locations that aren't a national brand, they're very convinced that their food or their build out, the way the store looks, you know, the staff, the It'll service approach is going to speak for itself. So sometimes they don't want to go to what they tell you they want, where they want to go. Front visibility, high traffic, yeah. you know, pay, pay the premium dollar. They're willing to go off Main Street, call it. Yeah. And go, my food's going to speak for itself. I'm going to have a following. People are going to know it's about ego. me. 
in, in, in my kitchen is going to speak for itself in my service and my staff. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great point. Cause that's the biggest one. I would say yeah. there's a lot of restaurants that I've done deals with and I'm like, why did you go there? Yeah. And they're, and they're slammed, you know? <laughs> right. And if yeah. that, if I, if I was their broker, when they went to that location to start, I probably would have said, no, you know, don't go there because no one advised them in another direction. I'm like, no one's going to find you, but it ends up being that their kitchen's that good Mm -hmm. and they do very well. Not now this particular one is, has expanded and going to expand. And now they're going to buy something front and center because they now have a name brand after, you know, five, six, seven years. Right. Yeah. I've been skipping the disclaimer every week, but I feel like I should have read it at the beginning of the show because these are general rules, right? These, there's always going to be an exception, right? You know, there's there's that that uh, restaurant in Hazel Park that everyone loves Mabel going Gray? to Hyde, Hyde Park. Hyde Park's Birmingham. Oh, Mabel no, Gray. Mabel Gray. Yeah, I actually just went there. Hyde Park or Mabel Gray. And, and you're uh, like, who both. would put a high end uh, restaurant I, in? I geez. eat out a lot. Hazel Park. Uh, uh, I was <laughs> but there. Not I, lunches. I was there. I, I, don't eat, I, don't, I don't eat lunch. That is one thing I don't. I don't do. I just went there Tuesday night. So okay. in, in all the hype, it was it was great. Mabel Gray. Yeah. Macy Gray, Mabel Gray, yes. Mabel Gray, yeah. <laughs> Macy Gray. Well, oh, I can't think of the song. Um, I can hear her voice. Right. So, yes. That's really good. But, yes, I did go there the other day, and you would have not expected Hazel Park to have a high Nine end. Mile and, and John R. Ten no, Mile and John R. to have well, the, the, the back-to-back restaurants. There's two restaurants side-by-side there that do very well. And they're so both very good, both right? Both very good, yeah. yes. So, since, since we're talking about geography, let, it's... There are a lot of listeners to our show that are actually not even from our country. We have yeah, we have listen listeners. To this. We got to thank our listeners from eleven different countries. The leader is uh, the UK, which kind of makes sense. Well, but, United States is the leader. Well, the, yeah, after uh, after the United States, go America. Then France, but Nicaragua <laughs> is our next biggest. <laughs> yeah, no, who's in Nicaragua? Australia, Belgium, Poland, <laughs> India, Mexico, Germany, and Uganda. Those are just bots. Are you think bots? I don't know. They don't listen. They can't listen, right? I don't know, but we so gotta for get, those people, we got to get Italy on there, no? Yeah, Italy yes. and Lebanon. Yeah, get, I was going to say get Lebanon. Italy and Lebanon. I wasn't going to let you forget about that one. But for those people out of the country, where we were talking about Hazel Park is, you know, there's a defunct racetrack there. It's it's not the nicest. Well, that racetrack's gone, and yeah, yeah. Part of real estate is a huge now industrial high tech park that yeah. is being built. So. Here's a park doing their job. And, yeah. and, and Lewis, I want to say, because you said one of your biggest problems was people saying, you know, or them, I equate it to ego, where they know, I know where I'm going to be and where right. I'm going to succeed. And, and you being the expert say, well, wait a minute, I know this and that. And that happens with me a lot in radio sales where someone, I'm a fan of this radio station. That's the station I want to be in. Right. And you're, you're looking at all the numbers, all the research, and you know in your gut they're wrong. You still have to prove that to them, have them trust you and say, no, listen to me, you got to do this or, you know, right. there's, it be, that's part of the job. Right. But that's, that's one of my bigger issues too, with, with clients sometimes. It usually takes a deal or two mm-hmm. with yeah. clients to gain that trust. You know, in their mind, you're just another radio sales yeah. guy in, yeah. in, in their mind. I'm just another real estate broker trying to make a commission, but until yeah. they get to know you as a person and that you're actually trying to help and mm-hmm. you do have their best interest in mind. Then it goes a little bit more smooth. But at first, there is that tug of war of, no, I should do this or no, you should do this until you find that balance yeah. to actually make the deal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if that ever does go where they, they are going to go with it, but disregard my recommendation, I let right. them know, you know, like, but you know don't. what I've always <laughs> noticed, though, in our world, and I always find it fascinating and funny at the same time, I can work with somebody or I don't know in sales how it works with companies, but you can give them advice for one month, two months, three months until you consummate a deal. As soon as they get their attorney on the phone, 
That's, oh. that's the Bible, right? That's the Bible. I anything, don't want to talk about attorneys. Anything you've just done for the last you know, three months to six months, the, the attorney has their ears. So as soon as they, yep. the attorney says something, oh, you know what? My attorney said this. Well, well you listen to him. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but but we've had a tug of war for. for oh. Oh, you got an attorney problem? Jim had a great time with an attorney all last week. <laughs> yeah, about probably a good week and a half. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't go. I, of course, I lost. Yeah, he lost. It didn't go on. Well. <laughs> and all I could, uh, the, my only Funny. response to be able to to as the go between was, well, fucking attorneys. Well, <laughs> I don't know. What I, I, it's out of my hands. You, did you have one yourself too? It was our attorney. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but bad day for you, Jim. Yeah, no, had, I didn't do anything wrong. No, don't no, think no, no, that no. way. It was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what well, I maybe say. I should pretend it is. I sound yeah. like a badass. Yeah, when I go. get deposed, I yeah, say the murder. same. When I when I get deposed, I say the same thing. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> right. So our our tip of the week here is your business location isn't necessarily a strength or a weakness, but it says something about your what you do and it positions you. So figure out what it means to people and decide if you're going to use that or not. In the case of you know L'Oreal, they use Paris, France. In the case of Matrix, they don't use Solon, Ohio. Solon, Ohio. <laughs> you know, if you're a hockey stick manufacturer and you're made in Canada, you probably want a big yeah. made in Canada stamped on there. If you're a hockey stick Finland, manufacturer. Russia, anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's big hockey Made in China, right? you're probably going to make it small print. So, <laughs> yes. Um, Do you have uh, boners? And I brought one. Uh, in you brought, this, you this brought your own? Yeah. <laughs> I brought one boner with me. Now, <laughs> uh, for us to judge here. And it is, uh, so in, in Michigan now, uh, marijuana is legal. It's uh, what recreational legal and medicinal yeah. legal. You're not allowed to buy so, it if you don't have a car. Yeah, so the, the road 8 Mile, which people know from the Eminem movie, is where all the weed dispensaries are. How many are on there? Probably 12, 15 dispensaries oh, up more and down than that. Eight, more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up and down 8 Mile? Flooded. So we'll use this picture on our, uh, our Facebook, but a, uh, a donut shop opened up right next to a mar- marijuana dispensary. And it's, that's real. That's it's not, real. We're going to put this on. Oh our yeah, Facebook. it was on Holy the news. Holy moly, donuts! It was on the news. There's a picture from the news. <laughs> hey. Is that is that good or bad? Would you? Great. Would you, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. This Lewis. This I've heard that uh, some strip mall owners they they have issues with putting uh, dispensaries in the strip malls because of the way they do business and the yes. the cash as as marijuana is getting legalized and mm-hmm. cities are actually in the process of writing ordinance as we speak mm-hmm. cities don't want to have dispensaries grow houses in a multi-tenant facility they prefer to be freestanding yeah. on their own away from quote unquote the general public right yeah, so i've heard <laughs> the landlords they don't want to rent to a dispensary because they won't be able to get other tenants in there i or- think right now it, it, it most of them wouldn't even be allowed a mm. landlord probably would today yeah because they'll pay you know, yeah, and, and, yeah. and if it's, you know, we call it a bastard space inside of a shopping center that nobody mm-hmm. leases, but they can eat up, they'll, they'll, they'll lease it all day. It just comes down to will it get approved like most right now federally and through the municipalities, local municipalities. So they're really pushing to go freestanding. Like most of the ones on 8 Mile, I know that one next to the donut shop isn't, yeah. but most of them are freestanding facilities mm-hmm. just, just on their own without any co-tenants nearby. All right, let's do our uh, listener question this week. It's not from a listener. It's a, it's a generic question I found on this topic oh. <laughs> uh, on the internet. It was it's on mm, growthhub.com. Someone oh, someone yeah, posted one of my this. Favorites. So they they posted this just looking for advice. Uh, a new restaurant struggling to find customers because it's in a bad location. Hi everyone, I'd love your insights and advice on a problem I'm having. My family, which is Vietnamese, opened a restaurant cafe. We got four stars on Yelp, but the l- lack of visibility and traffic is really affecting sales. 
Uh, as for my role, I'm the daughter who recently graduated with a de degree in business and marketing. So naturally, it's my job to dish out the marketing advice and strategy. However, from the time the restaurant was being conceptualized up until now, I haven't been part of the day-to-day -day operations. All because I've been abroad. Who cares? Um, so she's basically asking what they can do. Moving forward, my plan is to self-fund the marketing budget for the restaurant. This is the daughter. I don't like that. I'm going to say that right now, <laughs> that she's going to self-fund it. Um, but even then, I expect uh, to have a pretty tiny budget, and it doesn't allow expensive print or marketing or crazy promotions. And moving to a better location is simply not an option. I'd love to hear your advice on how we can direct people to the restaurant despite the bad location. Thank you very much in advance. Looking forward to your answers. Cut your losses now. No, I'm just Tell kidding. her family to shut down their restaurant. <laughs> no. Not looking good no. for the Vietnamese restaurant. No. Mm -hmm. well, what I don't get is if she's a marketing major, she talks about having limited budget. Don't they teach you to, I mean, social media and marketing and, and putting it, you know, out there or on <laughs> foot traffic or, you know, there's so many platforms that she could go to mm -hmm. and repost some of the positive Yelp comments. Yeah. Yeah, it sh should be. That's no. It's a great piece of advice. I mean, yeah. at the but very she's the least, I mean, she's, she's and she has that doesn't cost a dollar. Right. She should be doing that at the very least. But it may sound more as if it might. She's not part of the operations. And again, my mind goes right to operations. Right. Mm -hmm. You may have one good Yelp, you know, feedback, but day to day operations is is it there? Is it clean? Are people being seated? Is food coming out? fast enough. Is it I mean, really right. the location? Right. Because again, restaurants yeah. probably the easiest one to miss on the location mm -hmm. if, yeah. if the food itself is great. So I got two uh, Heidi Cohen's actionable marketing uh, newsletter that I read a lot. She put out an article that are 60 tips for small businesses and this person should probably You're gonna read, read all 60. 60? I'm not going to, but <laughs> there's one that popped in my head that I thought of um, is if you can link together uh, a couple of these, maybe she can, she can get results. And one is offer up unique merchandise and I think of like Hard Rock Cafe uh, comes to mind. You know, everybody, people go collect those Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. I don't know what the Vietnamese are. There's still Hard Rock Cafes that the are one open. in Detroit closed down. I know, but, but like, I feel like that was a big thing, you know, yeah, was for just, years. And then the last yeah. five to ten, mm -hmm. it's kind of came and went. I don't I know. I think people still collect. Like, I was just in Playa del Carmen, and there were people, Hard Rock Ooh. Playa. Yeah. Right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and really? the second wow. is transform your business into a destination, and that's... That's not going to be simple. Yeah, but, that's going to cost. Right. right? But have either <laughs> one of you guys heard of wall drug? No. 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 So if, if you drive out west, um, there you start seeing billboards. It's, it's a, it's a drugstore in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as you're driving, like, well, we're, we're in Detroit. So if you drove from Detroit to um, Wyoming, you would start passing billboards that say, what the hell is wall drug? Where the hell is wall drug? Who the hell cares? Oh, that's, <laughs> really? that's, that's great. You just start seeing them all over, and I'll say, wall drug, 500 miles. They're, like, it's crazy. And then, <laughs> so you're so intrigued. Thousands of, you get you to this place, and wait it's to jam-packed. <laughs> really? And people buy merchandise at this place. <laughs> They're Google. so intrigued by going in there, because they've seen it for hundreds of miles. Yeah. Hundreds of miles. And they're going, what is this place? This is wall ridiculous. Wall Who drug. wants to drive to Wyoming, though? It's absolutely, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently a lot of people. They're all at wall drugs. <laughs> That's where you, Yellowstone. If you're going to, like, you know, oh, driving, okay. to, if you're going to Yellowstone yeah, or whatever. I'm going next week. Or, or if you're going to uh, see... The Wash, uh, not Mount Rushmore. I almost called the Washington, <laughs> Washington Monument. You're going to Washington Monument. You're going the wrong direction. Um, we missed that. Here. We missed that exit. Unless you're going <laughs> yeah. from California. 
That's but, Dumb and Dumber style, going halfway yeah, right. across the country in the wrong direction. But this little, <laughs> like, kind of meaningless place has turned into this huge, if you Google it, it's, it comes, it pops up, it says tourist destination. Is it, is it one location? Or one location, several? that's okay, it. Okay, so it's just one location. Yeah. But Wall Drug has overcome this, be, being in a horrible location in the middle of nowhere, and now people come from all around the country to visit this kind of goofy little tourist trap yeah it works yeah, yeah good, it's, good it's, for it's, them it's the branding mm-hmm. but so it's yeah. great remember evaluate your location figure out how you can use it to your advantage talk really to lewis lewis will tell you what to do talk to lewis yep that's it for the <laughs> or not to do <laughs> right exactly he'll tell you so that's it for this show if you have questions real questions not the marketing tools podcast at gmail.com yeah or you can dm us on facebook twitter our LinkedIn page, follow us. We only got a couple followers right now. On LinkedIn. Tra- yeah. <laughs> on, on Twitter, we got, I think we're around 700 now, so we're cruising on Twitter. Whoever's in Nicaragua, listener. tell all your buddies to listen. Yeah. We have a, we have a, uh, a Spanish version that you should be able to understand. We'll record oh, really? that after the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in Ecuador, we'll do, we need we'll to listen to everything. There. We'll do the whole show in Spanish again. So, all right. That's it for today's episode. Adios. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. See ya.